Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and Akio Beer. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, parts one and two, uh, and starting with a beer. Oh, fucking shit, man. This is a beer. Uh, I certainly Akio'd it. Uh, oh, I'm making such a mess. Oh, my God. It's everywhere. This is from Burlington <laughs> Beer Company. And it's called Seances and Sacrifices. And it's a bourbon barrel aged imperial maple stout coming in at a modest 12%. And I could tell from the amount I just spilt on my desk here that it's definitely got a lot of maple smell to it. <laughs> like to the point where it smells like waffle crisp. <laughs> like the amount of. Oh, man. It's. it's that weird tired br- looking bear. Brings you back. And a waffle crisp, that cereal. Yeah. Was uh, that a bear? I'm thinking of Golden Grahams, maybe. Oh, yeah, that guy. He was baked. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be to eat, you know, syrup cereal. <laughs> this is really nice. I don't... Hmm, I'll keep looking because it's delicious. I do get maple and the chocolate kind of stout flavors. It, it's, it's, I get like almost a uh, chocolate Belgian waffle kind of vibe from it, which is wonderful. Very little essence of witchcraft or wizardry, hence the name is a little misleading, but really nice. Thank you, Burlington Beer Company, for selling this beer to me some time ago. So we're reading Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Parts 1 and 2, which was written by, uh, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. No, it's... (laughs) it's, So it's written by Jack Thorne, based on an original story. By Jack Thorne, J.K. Rowling, and John Tiffany. I don't know what that name is about. Uh, and it came out originally in 2016 is when the play debuted and the script was published as a book. And Harry Potter nerds the world over were like, holy shit, more Harry Potter. And on whatever the next day, June 2016, people were like, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> shitting on its grave. <laughs> Why are you raping its corpse? <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about this because Harry Potter is popular and, and this book is, is pl- I'm gonna call it book because I'm just used to it. it's a play, uh, but it is a very polarizing thing, mostly because it smokes pole. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I chose seances and sacrifices because you know that sounds wizardry, and there are some sacrificey seancey things later on in the book. Anyway, just some ghosts. Yeah. So the book is a, a play. Oh, fuck. Fuck it. It is a sequel to Harry Potter. It is set, I don't know what it's like, 17 years later or something like that? 19 years later. Uh, after, oh, wait, it picks up right at the epilogue of book There's, seven. I've got some questions about the, how long it takes. Because in the book, Harry and them all are 37. So that would imply that it's about 20 years later, because they were 17 in the last book. And then at some point they say... It's been 22 years since I saw Voldemort. It's like, no, it hasn't. Uh, okay, the play, the play opens with the same thing that's in the, the, the epilogue. But, then, but that's when Albus and, and Scorpio or... Oh, it jumps. Oh, okay. are, are, Serpico. Are, they're for Serpico. Serpico. <laughs> Serpico. Serpico. I don't know. I don't <laughs> care. Scorpius. Um, <laughs> wait, Scorpius are in their first year at Hogwarts, but then most of the book actually takes place three or four years later in their third okay, or fourth yeah. year of Hogwarts. 
Yeah, it, it does a thing, very bold move for a play. It begins with a montage. Like the opening <laughs> part of the play is a montage, essentially. They're like, yeah, it's our first day of school. I don't like school. Me neither. Flash forward year two. <laughs> like it just it does. And then like year three, it just jumps ahead. Like by the end of act one, it has jumped through four years of shit. And, and even in this, in, even in the script that you because know, this published as a script, even though it's not actually a real play script, but and, I won't get into that. Uh, it really says, but oh, scene two is not really a scene, more, more like short vignettes about blah, blah, blah. It even yeah. has that description in the beginning the of directions the in this script, script, which is te- terrible. Or more like they're way too specific and detailed. And it's like, oh, and everyone had a sense of dread and foreboding. Yeah. Scene 73, you know, and then it's like, wait, how do you, how do you act that? There's a lot of scenes. Man. <laughs> yeah. Just from a, from a technical standpoint of writing a play, there's like 15 to 17 scenes per act that actually change scene, like at a new location every time. Logistically, how do you do that in a play? I mean, you need a huge budget and they made their money back. So I think they, uh, they managed it spoiler in, in in terms of like the written word as a play this one's bad like even ignoring the fact that it's bad harry potter it's just a bad play like yes it, it it's it is clear like as i read it the second the first time i read it i was just so excited because i loved harry potter grew up with it and then i was so mad and then when <laughs> i reread it i saw like okay i can understand how this would look cool on a stage and that's really all this was written for. This was made for the stage. This isn't like a story that was a, like apparently it's a story that was adapted to the play, but really everything about the way it is done is for cool special effects. It feels like a play that you'd see at Universal Studios in Florida on one of the rides. Yeah, yeah. Well, you wait in line to do a cooler ride, <laughs> or like one of those experience <laughs> things, like the Star Wars room, like where you're in a chair that moves. It's just like that. Like that level of writing, and but it's all about like look at these effects. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Uh, but you know they were working; they worked on this for years. Uh, J- and J.K. J.K. Rowling was like, "This is the only way to experience it as a, as a play." Is that because she's invested in it? <laughs> Probably. I mean, she's a fucking billionaire. She got so much money with this. Like, why? Why was that necessary? So the plot is. Very complicated. It has to do with, um, okay, 19 years later, Harry's, so we got children going off to Hogwarts, except Harry and Ginny are the parents, and then Hermione and Ron are the parents, and uh, it's Albus, who, Albus Severus, Albus Severus Potter, who, Named uh, for the two bravest men Harry ever met. Two bravest child abusers ever met. <laughs> <laughs> but does not get along with his father. So he's there, and then there's Scorpius, who is this? Who is a Malfoy, but is actually just a really nice kid. <laughs> well, it was nice to see that for the for the first time ever in the Harry Potter world, that a child was not a carbon copy of their parents. You notice, yes, like yeah. every mm-hmm. other kid in Harry Potter, it's like their dad's a dick, that kid's a dick. Their well, nice, Hermione's parents are dentists. They, she, I think they mentioned her flossing. She was. <laughs> She always brushed her tongue as well. <laughs> uh, but here's the opposite. That's the plot twist. Scorpio, Scorpius is not a douchebag. He's actually kind of a loser. Yet, <laughs> there's a rumor that he is, in fact, not 
Draco Malfoy's son. He's actually Voldemort's son. <gasps> Foreshadowing. Because before Voldemort died, he impregnated Draco. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, okay, this whole bunch of stuff. And it literally does do like a montage. And then like three years later... Harry gets a visit. Harry, Harry Potter, who is now the head of magical law enforcement in the wizarding world, it, you know, and he's middle-aged. It's a fucking narc. Gets a... <laughs> that's what he is. Yeah, you're right. Gets a visit from the father of Cedric Diggory. I forget this, this character's Amos. name. Amos Diggory. He gets Amos, a, Amos Diggory. <laughs> Like, I'm, Corey I'm tired Amos of Diggory, yes. <laughs> so he gets he gets a visit, uh, and he says, "You killed my son." No, wait, not quite. But you were there when my son was killed, so I blame you because Cedric Diggory was the one who co-won the Triwizard Tournament with Harry back in book number I want to say five, four, four. four? I don't know, uh, one of those. Uh, it is book four, four. <laughs> but my life. But uh, Voldemort actually used the winning, the touching, the, the, the you know, grabbing of the, the, the winning thing. <laughs> <laughs> the touching of the child. <laughs> the late night. Voldemort used the grabbing touching. <laughs> and anyway, anyway, killed Cedric. It was him. like, kill the spare. And so they kill Cedric Strike. right away. <laughs> just, and he like, picked. just like, oops, he's dead. Voldemort is spare. It's a 7-10 split. Um <laughs> Strike him down. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a turkey. Uh, can't think so, of any other bowling Anyway, words. and so that, I guess that visit, but also there's this extra thing that we forgot to mention, which is that the Ministry of Magic, or Harry, has discovered a time turner, which was the part of the plot of the second book, I want to say. Third. Third book. I Third listen. Book. Just ask me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I said it with a rising inflection. Come on. Uh, where Hermione was given one of these devices that lets her go back because Hermione's in time a couple of hours. Now. So she, but Hermione was using it so she could do more homework. Yeah. Yeah. But in reality, that those the time turners didn't appear in any of the other future books because literally any plot issue could be entirely resolved with just a device where you could go back in time. So uh, J.K. Rowling must have been like, huh, you know, I don't think I'm going to use one of those again. It makes things very hard to do well. Like this book. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't anyway. like the way it was done in book three. And I liked that book. I thought even there, I was like, oh, that's lame. I watch a lot of Doctor Who and it's hard to pull off. Mike and I have had the conversation several times about how much Mike hates time travel stories. I've not changed. This has not helped me change my mind. <laughs> no, this is really not a good uh, example. I think time travel stories can be done well, but there are inherent problems with them, which we will probably this, get to This later. turns very much into the worst kind. This is basically serious Black to the Future. Uh, is what. <laughs> it's, it's the best he was the one two. character they didn't have. I know, that's back. the one guy they didn't try to save from death. But that's basically what's about to happen. So Hermione has the uh, time, the time tur- turner because she's the wizard president, uh, the the head head the mini- minister, minister of magic, the minister of magic, and because they're wizards <laughs> and they're fucking assholes, they have to 
all the security is based on riddles that children can solve in like four minutes. So, of course, the kids get the time turner. Well, first, why they wanted the time turner oh, yeah. is important. So, Albus, who just kind of like, you know, hates his father, is like, you know what? <laughs> That's weird his whole character. <laughs> weird Albus. Weird, Al. weird, Al. weird Albus <laughs> Potter. And the, the, he, the, Harry calls him Al a bunch. And he's like, you, you can't call me Al. It's Albus. <laughs> and he keeps just humming. The song into da, his da, you, da, I won't da, be your bodyguard. <laughs> and so, stop calling me Betty. <laughs> and so, Amos Diggory goes to Harry Potter and says, "You killed my son, you asshole! I there's a time turner. You could go back in time and save him." And Harry's like, "No, I'm too lazy." And so, Albus, he's like, "That's a get- problem, dude." Like. Don't you see what will happen? Oh, yeah, messing with the space-time continuum is a very you know you do do not take that lightly unless you're a teenager. And then so Albus <laughs> and decides principal nudges you to do it. <laughs> decides that you know he wants to do something important, and you know, and he's mad at his dad, and he his dad let this kid die, so he's going to steal the time turner. No, first he's going to recruit. Uh, he's going to recruit Scorpius at the nudging of the like hot girl you know we're going to Polly uh, chapman who's just in there to like shout one-liners and you're like who is this oh no, she's just no. the uber the other bully one. Not, no, you're not, talking about the not, oracle of delphi oh Delph- delphi yeah yeah who is Del- uh, delphina amos amos's niece who comes Supposedly. out I was like i take care of this old decrepit guy and i want you to bring my cousin back can you diggery it <laughs> <laughs> so they have a plan that um Albus and Scorpius and Delphi are going to steal the time turner and then go back in time and go back in time to the Triwizard Tournament from book four. Book four. Mike held up four fingers, so that means four. Uh, (laughs) Go back to book four and make Cedric lose so he's not even in the final and therefore he won't die. That's their plan. Spoiler, it doesn't go that well. So... (laughs) Because <laughs> they're messing with time. So they are, they do manage to break into Hermione's office where they are able to actually uncover the time turner by solving the riddle and they take it for themselves. And then they go and then they so okay, they have this plan. We're going to go back to the first day of the Triwizard Tournament and it's so convenient, you know, first day, second day, third day. But anyway, they're going to go back to the uh, Tri Wizard Tournament. You know, I bet with the Time Turner, though, they'd be afraid that they would be stuck in the past. Oh, forever? That is a problem later in the play. But I'm not waiting till that point to open the beer. So, <laughs> this we is, can always Time Turner edit that later in the episode. <laughs> this is Oh, Forever by Other Half, and it is almost impossible to read. This is a. We, I have had this one before. I've had it too. It's a great beer. This is a double dry hopped Imperial India Pale Ale, and it is 8% alcohol. Weak. Mm, and it's very nice. Really good. It's not as it's not it's not as creamy as their oat cream IPAs, but it is still sweet. Not too sweet, but it's definitely a very sweet IPA, and it is delicious. I would drink this oh forever. Only we could, but our liver. You know how we could. That. That's true. You know what would help? Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com dot slash drunk guys book club, uh, where you could 
give your hard-earned money in exchange to keep this podcast going and support us, you know, hosting our site and paying for beers and all those other things. And in return, get things like early access to our episodes, vote in our monthly book poll, get shouted out, get exclusive content, and get even physical goods. It is a magical amount of content you can unlock at patreon.com slash drunk guys book club. But back to this book, so which is magically del- they're deleterious. Gonna take, they're going to take the time turner and go back to the wizard fight. Um, and they, uh, they come up with a plan and Delphi is there and she gives them these derm strang robes. So they'll blend in and no one's going to like say, you don't go to Hogwarts. What are you doing here? Punk. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, we need to test this thing out. Maybe what you should, like, what's that give smartphone? A, yeah. Well, we, this is, um, you should like test the time turner out cause we've never used it before. They just go back an hour and Delphi's like, no, there's no time to waste. We just have to do it real quick. It's like, that's, that's kind of exactly what time travel is for. You just come back to the same point. So they had plenty of time. So first strike, Delphi and writer. <laughs> um, and then also they're just like, we're going to go back in time, Delphi. Uh, you stay here. She's like, why? It's like, because plot. No, she's like, oh, all right. I don't remember the reason, but it wasn't a good one. Because she, cause she was like too old. She's like in her early 20s and like, you'll stand out. It's like. No, she won't. It's the fucking... It's like going to the World Cup. Well, the Triwizard Tournament was all just middle schoolers. They had a huge crowd for every event. It was just other kids. Was it? There's teachers there and staff. All right. Well, she, she's going to pretend to be like a TA from Term Strike or whatever. Could be. I mean, she could just be someone standing there. No one's going to be like, you aren't a student here. They had, they had reporters. They had press. They also were able to make the Polyjuice Potion, which earlier in the book series was hard as fuck to make. And now everybody and their mother could just whip that out of their ass. She could have just pretended to be somebody else. Just like dressed up like a young person, taking a pluck of hair from a young kid and looked like another student. I mean, it is, it is, it's an important plot point that they have that because someone also, they also, they, trouble, they have trouble with the potions class because they're, even though they're nerds, they're just bad at stuff. They're He's still Harry's like son. Losers. They're Chemistry is a hard class. Oh it yeah, no, they, they, are, they are losers. It's just the two of them. Um, they're also vaguely, unambiguously gay together. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, they they touch penises constantly. Th- there is one <laughs> particular scene, which we haven't gotten to yet. Where they dock? Where they were, <laughs> where they were hiding in the bathroom together is oh, using yeah. the Engorgio charm, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. First, let me, let me use my Whippet charm <laughs> to get ready for that. <laughs> That's poppers. Poppers. <laughs> um, so they're not good at potions. And also, someone's been taking these ingredients because they need to make Polyjuice Potion. You know, there's a lot of all these kinds of crazy wizard potion ingredients like uh, lace wing flies, lace fly mm. wings, what the fuck they're called, and salamander eyes, and essence of a, a, a wildebeest, and maybe <laughs> unicorn <laughs> farts. <laughs> <laughs> this I is was, sour me unicorn farts. <laughs> and... I bought this because I had to try this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a, a ale brewed with fruity cereal and edible glitter. Oh, you need to have a glass for that, dude. Oh, I have a glass. Is this, it's a sour? I mean, unicorn farts are known for their pungency, so I'm I gonna can see it. going to make you dookie twinkle. <laughs> dookie twinkle is my drag name, actually. <laughs> I don't know why it's not been more successful. I'm going to let the uh, foam die down because I think all the glitter is floating on top. Um, but this will never come out of my body. 
because you know that's what <laughs> glitter does. Wherever you have it, it will always be. That's why it's not allowed in my home. So you're just gonna put little micro tears in your colon. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it cuts the it cuts the inside, so it gets into your bloodstream faster, like Goldschlager. Yeah, is that true? But Goldschlager is that a real uh, thing? That's or? the myth, but no, that will never work. I can't imagine it does. Um, I don't see any fucking glitter, which is the only reason I got this. But I'm show us, it. Jimmy. It just looks like looks like a fucking beer. Oh yeah, that does. Nice glass though. Is that the official Drunk Guys Book Club pint glass? Of course it is. That's good why choice. I, I got it. So I could use it for glitter beer, <laughs> like an asshole. <laughs> perfect beer for unicorn farts. A perfect glass for unicorn farts. We have said that the, that pint glass could make things taste better, so maybe it removed the glitter. Maybe the glitter's just stuck in the can. I didn't pour it all out. <laughs> oh, you give it a little swoosh, yeah. I got I to gotta get the glitter. It might have settled, kind of like we all did when we read this book. <laughs> I got I to gotta keep drinking it so I can fit this all in the fucking cup. Just put it down. Put it down into your mouth hole. It tastes like a, you know, not very strong sour. Nothing crazy in it. No hints of horse? No, zero horse. Damn it. I'm looking in the bottom of the can. More like a bridled passion. I don't, I'm not seeing any glitter. I am, I have never been disappointed. Not even after reading this book. Wow. Um, well, because there's no, there's no glitter. It's a Maybe meta I just connection, got a dud, or it's like really, really tiny. I bet when it's canned, the cans that like are pulling from the bottom of the cask cask isn't the right word for it. Pulling from the bottom of the giant, you know, brewing vessel, are probably gonna have a lot more glitter in them than the ones that are, you know, pulled from the top in the canning process. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, I don't see any glitter unless the glitter floats, but they probably use the spout at the bottom. Anyway, I'm gonna have a bitch fit. Sounds like a real Scorpius move right there, dude. Yeah. I mean, both these kids have just fucking... They're just... They're constant, like, whiners. Um, oh, Albus' so. Albus's whole thing is like, Oh, it's so hard being me. I hate my Which dad. Which is just like his father. <laughs> well, yeah. He yeah. gets put He gets put into Slytherin. And everyone's like, oh, A potter in Slytherin? Even though there's been exactly one famous potter? How can we... And how, the we've established a pattern now? quickly. I think it always rhymed. It always had a songy Did quality it? to it. I don't remember it saying, rhyming in the first one. It's just like, uh, do you want to be in this one? Maybe not. Uh. No, it, it would sing a song, though. It's not every book, but there were some books where the sorting hat sang Just when it was in the mood? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very moody hat. Yeah. Just mostly songs where it was like, fuck derbies. <laughs> <laughs> Real hat supremacist. <laughs> There's no um, glitter in this. Moving on. That is, that's okay. The worst. So the first attempt at uh, going back in time, it doesn't really show. Uh, it it really is. It, it's not like depicted on stage. It just sort of like cuts to. The, it just shows uh, Albus and Scorpio. Like, oh, here we're back in time. Isn't this amazing? And then cuts to. Harry Potter out in the woods being like, I feel like I dreamed about them being out in the woods. So let's go out in the woods. And then they find them. And I, I really, th- and then they find, uh, I really thought my um, book had was missing something. Cause I was like, yeah, why didn't it book. show? <laughs> why didn't it, why didn't it show? Okay. Ebook. Why didn't my book like, it must be missing a scene or something. But anyway, it um, jumped to, you know, 
Harry, he's saying to Albus, like, where were you? We were so worried. And Harry is like, don't, don't you dare ever see Scorpio again. And then uh, make sure you stay in the Gryffindor common room the whole time. And, and Albus is like, but I'm in Slytherin. And Harry's like, don't, what are you talking about? Please Shut your slut mouth, child. And then, <laughs> and then uh, Albus realizes not only has did he not succeed in, even though he managed, it it's later comes out that he managed to do the thing to make Cedric lose the first round of the Triwizard Tournament, but apparently he was just more determined to win the second round. So uh, he was more determined to win the second round, so he went off to have the same result and then died because of Voldemort. So it's like, oh, I failed. But yet, other weird things have happened, such as he is now in Gryffindor instead of Slytherin, and Ron and Hermione never got married. Yeah. Instead, it's Padma, and Hermione's still a spinster, and she's now, <laughs> she's now she's Professor the defense of Dark Arts. Dark, dark arts teacher now? Yeah, yes. she's just a dick. Which means she's going to die at the end of the year. She <laughs> would be, which means, yeah, she's going to die. There's just no other thing that's definitely going to happen. And she would be the strictest, most annoying teacher. Oh, and she was. Pedant. She would be the worst. But didn't Ron she go to like the, the Yule Ball uh, with Padma? He went to the Yule Ball with Hermione, but Hermione didn't go with Victor, so... Haran never got jealous, and no, apparently but Hermione jealousy. was going to go with. I was talking about in the book four. In book Ron four, actually went with Padma, right? So like, yeah, she did. And then he was like into into Indian chicks. Then, well, he settled because Harry asked out the other Indian girl, and they're like twins. And I was like, "You need yeah. one for Ron. I need one of you for Ron too." I was like, "Okay," um, but in the in this one, they never did that, and Victor never went out with Hermione, and. Uh, so Ron never got jealous, which is apparently the entire basis of their relationship. So they yeah. never got together. That she's there to to do like a good deed to society to deal with this glue eating idiot, and, <laughs> and he's just with her because he was jealous of a international athletic star, the fucking David Beckham Banger. of wizardry. But you know, in the book, he goes up Padma. And once you go brown, you don't turn it down. That's a uh, that's what they they say that not as often as other things, but you've heard that before, I'm sure. Not as often as the other one. But In the know. British Empire, they said it a lot. <laughs> but it's very it's a, it's a Raj thing. <laughs> now that's well, when you don't have any penicillin. You get a once Raj. you get Raj, <laughs> you like a specific type of Vaj. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's it's kind of really ridiculous. And then Harry starts to like really. Helicopter parent <laughs> Albus, oh, and he's absolutely like absolutely the worst. Where he gets McGonagall, McGonagall who's like a thousand now. How yeah, old how is so she old? still alive? Two tells McGonagall, "Here's the the map. The well, he's a fucking Marauders arc, map. So no. he does suck. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's a narc. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> here's a Marauders map. You need to look at this twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. And if you ever see Albus and Scorpio together. You need to break them up. You need to like tell them to go away. He just turns into a douchey RA for his son's boarding school. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't want his kid to be gay. I think that's it. <laughs> I think it didn't work. I don't want my son being a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> Did you still notice that even all this, you know, new writer, new thing, alternate timelines, 
Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw still don't matter one fucking bit. Be, well, you know why? Because <laughs> no. this is fucking fan fiction. And, oh, yeah, it is. And yeah. fan fiction has to draw off of stuff that already existed, and there is nothing about Hufflepuff and there's, Ravenclaw. Apparently, there's a musical in uh, Manhattan you can go to called Puffs, and it's all the events of Harry Potter seen from the perspective of, of Hufflepuff. That sounds really funny, actually. <laughs> that sounds way better than this fucking play. Oh, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's better. I That's think they clever. Can't, they, they can't say that it's that because of licensing issues, but uh, it's like, yeah, Puffs, a magic place. Magical boarding school. Yeah. Yeah. With, with the Griffin portcullises. <laughs> oh, man, you, you, you could watch it on Amazon Prime, probably. Oh, we, probably, yeah. We have to pay for it. Puffs, filmed live. All right. it's, it's been around for years. It's probably I know, pretty good. I'm, I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> So Albus and Scorpio, they realize that this, this like time isn't right anymore. Weird things have happened. Um, although there, there's one point where Ron and Hermione actually like see each other and they clearly want to fuck, but uh, <laughs> they're like, Oh, I, I, I love what you did with your hair today. Oh, and they're, I combed it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyway, I, I actually thought that was pretty funny, but uh, but they're not actually married in this timeline. But anyway, so uh, Albus and Scorpio, they get the, they still have the time turner. So they're like, well, we need to go back again and fix it. So this time they go back to the round, they go back to round two. And this time they're going to do something more substantial to fuck with Cedric, which is though so they go back in time. Oh, well, actually first, they have to figure out, they have to meet in secret. Albus and Scorpio have to meet in secret. And this is where they decide to use the girl's bathroom on the first floor uh, with moaning Myrtle. Myrtle. She's and, not the only one moaning, though. Yeah, exactly. Because then they're <laughs> alone in the bathroom practicing their Engorgio <laughs> charms on each other. <laughs> with their wands. With their wands. And there's even a line, get the soap. <laughs> it's like, it was... Which I'm sure... These are children. I'm sure. But I mean, they're like, you know, 13. Yeah, I'm saying like, I know that's the time, but like, this is a play where they're watching, you know, look at these I'm kids. Clearly that was not intended, but you know... A, oh, it was intended. <laughs> this really isn't fan fiction. This is, this is slash fiction. <laughs> so anyway, then they go back in time. Oh, oh wait, this, this part, I wrote this down because it was so weird. They're in the bathroom and Myrtle comes out, but Myrtle comes out with this line and then suddenly a this, jet yeah. of water emerges from the sink and after it ascends a very wet moaning Myrtle. Moaning <laughs> Myrtle says, whoa, that feels good. Never used to enjoy that. But when you get to my age, you take what you can. It's like watching a ghost jack off with a shower head. She's using the Jill Jet. Yeah. Which is a Penn Jillette patented a hot tub head that is there for women's pleasure. I thought you were going to go with Joan Jet, but yeah, that also works. And, it's, and literally, he made, he made that up. He patented... It got Did up. he really do that? Yeah. And he loves rock oh, and wow. roll. So. <laughs> he patented a, a, head, like a you know, hot water head in a hot tub that is specifically aimed for, for her pleasure. <laughs> and it's called the Jill Jet. I don't know if okay. they're manufactured, but I, I know he made that up. He just has the idea. <laughs> You know what? That's 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 how patent law works. You just need the idea. You don't you don't need to be the. That's why all those like practical, all those ridiculous uh, sci-fi guys are like, if we made it up in a book, we should get credit, right? Like, no, dude, you have to like actually 
make up a way how to, to do, do it. <laughs> you can't just. I think I have an idea for a machine that that makes your car fly. <laughs> okay, so when they go back in time to round two of the Triwizard Tournament, they are going to use gillyweed to go into the lake and then when they do they cast the charm that makes cedric what they're expand? just going to gorgio him like a bull yeah they're going to use gorgio <laughs> make him <laughs> make him pop out of his shorts i mean make him float away because <laughs> they have to they have to ruin the thing but they also have to humiliate him just so to humiliate him so he loses and so they do that <laughs> we're doing this to save your life man <laughs> <laughs> definitely so so Cedric is clearly completely humiliated. And so uh, Voldemort wins and everything becomes fascist. Yeah. <laughs> Wizard Hitler time. Because <laughs> apparently when, when Albus and Scorpio, they get back to their, their time, Cedric decided to become a fascist <laughs> in a, because, he it, because he was so humiliated. And then the ba- and then the Battle of Hog in the Battle of Hogwarts, also known as Book Seven of no Book Six Seven no Seven, seven. fucking <laughs> did you fuck that it. one was easy Nate fuck dude I said it right the first time and then I questioned myself <laughs> so uh, Book Seven did like that Voldemort won that and then because he killed Neville Dolores. Claiborne is the uh, <laughs> is the head of uh, Hogwarts. What's the, what's the name? Umbridge. Umbridge. Umbridge is now, and the world is literally like, and it even says, you know, in the stage directions, like, oh, in a really, f- everything is really fashy now. <laughs> <laughs> the stage directions are fucking terrible, and there are literally like concentration camps for muggles, muggles, and mudbloods are being like tortured on TV for fun. Uh, and Draco Malfoy is now the head of magical law enforcement and obviously Voldemort, you know. Not for nothing, though. Like, they the have king. fucking magic. Would they really need the concentration camps? Like, couldn't they just very much more efficiently eliminate the muggles? Except, yeah, if you want to do torture, it helps to put them all in one place first. So they just, so they're keeping, it's like a holding pen for when they get tortured to death. That's what it, so it's, it's. Something like that, yeah. The sort of thing that would make a Nazi blush. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> oh, I don't know, but that seems a little too far there. Uh, we, we at least gassed them first. I don't know. Like it's just, <laughs> it seems like they, they one-upped Hitler. Like we're, it's yeah. magic Hitler. So it's magic Hitler. So it's magic Hitler. You, you gotta kind of gotta imagine. watch out for magic Hitler, <laughs> <laughs> which was the worst sequel to Magic Mike, by the way. Where <laughs> 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 they just goose step around a stage, like hanging brain. It's <laughs> a really weird movie. But you know I when they know go, how to feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> Google it. See what happens. <laughs> so they raising their arms. So, uh, <laughs> oh boy. So, um, you know, it, it just seems like they keep, you know, going back and trying to fix things and they just keep making it worse. Kind of like, you know, a mythical beast where if you cut off one head, you create two heads that you have to get rid of. Uh, this makes me want to have a beer. And this beer is called Even More, Even More Hydra because they just keep making their situation worse and worse. And this is a sour ale from Evil Twin Brewing NYC and Mortalis and a, a specialty fruit company, which I don't know like shit about. <laughs> specialty fruit company. Oregon specialty fruit. 
since 19-something, 25. I don't know what year that is. It's really small. Uh, but anyway, it's a sour ale at 7% with raspberry, peach, plum, coconut, white chocolate, and hazelnut. It is not... I mean, there's a little tartness to it, but this is just fruit smoothie that'll give you a wicked hangover. It's nice. It's good. I can imagine... Just because I, I, uh, I burped a little, I was just taking a sip. <laughs> and I just got like a glimpse of what it would be like to be drunk throwing this up. And it has turned me off so much from drinking any more of it. <laughs> it's like, oh, that <laughs> feels like particularly terrible. But it's a delicious beer. Uh, not sour at all. It's just, here's a whole bunch of sugar and fruit. Go to town. Drop your panties. See what happens. It's nice. It's nice beer. So that's, you know, as we've talked about before, and Nate alluded to, the problem with fucking time travel stories, it's kind of like the problem with magic in general in fantasy, right? As you've... you've, Is that in book one, one kind of magic, there's like introduces magic, the certain type of magic in the story, and then book two, they have to invent a second type of magic to counteract the first kind of magic, and then book three, they have to invent a third kind of magic to counteract the second magic and the first magic... And then it's just magic all the way down the rest, the rest of the, the rest of the series. Exactly right. And the same thing kind of happens with this. It's like, we have to time, we're going back in time to do something. Uh-oh, we fucked it up. We have to go back in time and, and before that and fix that. But they're doing we back fucked in time it up more. after that. So they're not doing it right even. That's, that's a theme for this, this play. <laughs> yeah. Everything they did was wrong. And got wrong. So all time travel stories kind of or at least this kind of tra- time travel story suffers from the problem of the the grandfather paradox which is okay so this uh, okay if so your grandfather, you go, you grandfather go could travel time. back in time you could travel back in time it was no. in the south of the american the united states i, I learned about this nate yeah exactly you can only travel yeah i get it okay um so um time travel paradox is if you go back in time and you do something that means your grandfather like dies or you know doesn't Isn't born doesn't or, or. meet your grandma then you're never born and because you're never born you never go back in time to do the thing that kills your grandpa and therefore your grandpa does the exact same thing he did before and then you are actually born and it leads to a paradox this is a causality paradox problem and this is obviously Harry Potter. It's silly. It's a fantasy book, but it's kind of like technically in the end of this whole thing, none of it should have happened because it didn't need to happen because they solved the thing, but yet because they solved the thing, it all happened again in an infinite time loop, which is one of the problems with tri- time travel stories. Well, it's sort of like they create alternate timelines, which is the only way to, which is like a quantum leap version. Multiverse of theory. The, the multiverse, multiverse theory, thing, yeah. yeah. I chose the more timely thing of Quantum Leap because, you yeah, know, very timely. That's, you know. I'm not even sure that was a multiverse thing. That was just him hopping bodies. No, but he never got back into his... Oh, it was not like a different time, though? Each, like, yeah, he, but he jumped into like, other universe. people's bodies to, like, solve problems. But I, I don't know. He had to, like, figure out who, who took the prize-winning cow. <laughs> like, <just laughs> who burned shit. the soup? <laughs> <laughs> he just solved old man mystery. <laughs> So they're in they're in Nazi so Hogwarts. Once they reveal that it's like it is yeah, exactly, Nazi Hogwarts and it's just Hitler all the way down. This is where it's like curtain end of act one, even though it's not labeled like that in the in the thing. No, this is the end of the first play. No, okay, it is, it, it is the end of act two, which is part 
which part, is one. part one. The end of part really one. Obnoxious okay, how they so did that. the way I understand this was actually done is that you actually got you would go and get tickets for both the matinee and then the evening show on the same like an 11 day. 11-hour play. And you would just see all of it all together, and there'd be oh, roughly an hour or something in between. So you would literally see two three-hour Broadway plays. Or, the, uh, depending on the staging, it might be two sub- subsequent nights. I guess they would probably do that too, but they would actually do it, do them both in the same day. So you could actually see it all straight through. And I was actually offered like tickets to go see this. Like, got a text from a friend, like, "Hey, got an extra ticket to see all the all of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child." And it literally started in the early afternoon and then went all the way to the evening. And I was like, "Uh," it was also like four hundred dollars. And I was like, mm, "No, thank you. I got to pay for forty-seven different sets." So this is this is the point where I, the first play ended. And then there's an intermittent, there's a long break. There's like, you, okay, go to dinner and come back. And now you're good. There's going to be another three hours where it gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, if you're like, this feels like the plot of Back to the Future 2. You're like, yeah. Were there Nazis is. in that one? There weren't, but they go back and they cha- they try to fix something. And they come back and, oh, no, the future's different. I mean, it's, it's been done. It's, it's every time travel thing. Yeah. Though this actually Stephen Fry, who did the uh, audio book versions of all the Harry Potters, he wrote a novel where a guy tries to go back in time and stop the Holocaust. And in doing so, when he comes back to the present, he realized that he prevented Hitler from being born, but allowed for an even more efficient guy to come to power <laughs> and actually kill all the Jews. <laughs> so he's Jesus. Like, it's actually a really funny book called making history but uh you know that's a that's hard to pull off a comedy about that (laughs) well i mean it's the there are comedic elements dry british it's it's a very dark comedy uh one of the funny things is every all the historical characters have very similar names to the people that replace them so the fake hitler is instead of adolf hitler it's rudolf gettler (laughs) it's like almost the same name close enough anyway so it's part seven, part two, act nine, whatever it's called. Curtains open. And you're like, oh, good thing I have three hours more of my life to give to this. Hope I don't get DVT today. <laughs> what does happen? I, I'm literally trying a blank. <laughs> oh, so Scorpius. So Scorpius realizes that because of this, Albus has never been born. Oh, because Harry's yeah, dead. Yeah. But Scorpius is cool. Yeah, he goes exactly. by all the, the chicks, King. All the chicks want him. Because <laughs> he's starring he's Dwayne huge, The Rock Johnson. Yeah, he's a huge fan of the third Mummy movie, <laughs> <laughs> which still exists in Wizard Hitler world. <laughs> but it just got there. Maybe from like 1999. <laughs> it, just, it just got to. No, no, it still happened in 1999. He just really likes it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the CGI is really good, it holds up. Those that series doesn't need Brendan Fraser, <laughs> <laughs> and like the hot girl is like, oh, Scorpius, won't you take me to the 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 blood Prom. ball? Is that oh, what it's blood called? Blood ball, yeah. The also blood. called testicular torsion. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Polly Chapman, yeah. Right? The girl who only exists to say mean things in the first half of the play. Yeah, her first half is just like, hey, you, nerd cunt. And she's like, oh, I wish we were cool. <laughs> and now she's like, ah, 
Nice dick. Give you a handy. <laughs> How don't you sting me, Scorpion King? And so <laughs> Scorpius finds Severus Snape, who is still alive, and tells him, oh, there's been a giant mistake with the space-time continuum, and you're supposed to be dead, but Voldemort is supposed to be defeated. And uh, Snape goes, wait a minute. What? Hold on. And then brings him well, through. Well, he tells some, him a bunch of like secret stuff about like his past and yeah. Uh, you were childhood. actually undercover, working for Dumbledore the whole time in order to try to defeat Voldemort. And he's like, "That is a, that is an accusation. You cannot live with that accusation." But in reality, so then then Severus is uh, Snape is convinced, and so then takes through some like portal thing takes Scorpio to the hideout of what's left of Dumbledore's army, Dumbledore's army, which is almost nobody except a very lonely Hermione and who's like badass or something like that. And Ron's there too. And it's just like a couple of people and they're actually kind of undercover. Yeah. Ron's there. And like the whole book. Yeah. Ron's there. (laughs) Yeah. He really is not a character of this at all. That's like the whole series. And Ron's there. And then at first they don't believe Scorpius. And then they actually finally managed to, to realize and like, oh, we can change time. We can change time. We can, we can actually go back in time and def- actually defeat Voldemort for real. And so they do this thing and then they kind of get caught. And I forget and how one that, by one sacrifice themselves right because yep. they realize it won't matter because their timeline will be erased. Hermione's, who's like head of, you know, the, the underground rebel group, she's like, they're looking for me. I'll take them out. They'll, I will distract them. And she sacrifices herself. And so does, so does and Ron Snape. Ron poops his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and her, but Hermione still says, but I, but I always loved you. And he's like, I love gonna die now. <laughs> <laughs> And then Scorpio oh. manages to, I'm totally blanking on what he happens. He makes it back. He does, and but somehow does something to change time again so that he can make it back. But what was that? He like reunites with Albus. He like catches up with him. No, but why? Did, but Albus why, had when, when he goes born back, in why this is, timeline. Why are things better in this timeline. Also. Albus has not been born because Harry died. He goes, oh, he, like, back. because back before they went back. Oh, oh no, it was because Longbottom. His name Neville Longbottom was killed at the before he could kill. The snake. Nagina. <laughs> Man, this gets really confusing. But somehow they managed to uh, they managed to do a thing and then Albus manages to get back to a more normal present day. <laughs> they do a thing. <laughs> I, I really don't remember it either. I'm like I'm sense. totally blanking. Only I only so read it. Get bitched today. out by his dad. Yeah, I was skimming yeah. it hard. I, I don't remember at all what happens because it's stupid and it doesn't matter because every pl- every act is about undoing the last act. And then in this third act, they decide that they're going to go back to the third day of the Triwizard Tournament, the final day. But, okay, Albus is alive again, and at this well, point... Well, they try to, like, break the time travel thing. And the time turner... Delphi, the, just, the Ted Turner... Just steals it. <laughs> Delphi just takes it away. Also, I had a question about that. Delphi, Delphi, whatever the fuck... 
I, I thought her name was Why? Delfina or Delfini or something like that. So yeah, that was Delfini, Delphi. like the fabulous Delfini, like an old time <laughs> magician. <laughs> or maybe it's the Delfinis, and they're a bunch of acrobats. It's just plural for dolphins. Um, That's Italian maybe for dolphins. Next in line for the throne of the throne of France. Oh yeah, the French Empire. <laughs> maybe they just like but, tight roping, tight rope walking. <laughs> but I really don't understand. They go back in time and change things, and they come back, and she's always there, just like, "Oh, that didn't work out, guys." Wow. Why does she know? You're right. Are they not? Are they creating alternate timelines, or is it changing the because, current timeline? Yeah, because everything they should be aware of what happened of the changes. That's how time travel would generally work. Is they were, but why does she is she aware of the difference? It doesn't make any sense. Even with the reveals at the end, it still doesn't make any sense why she's even aware. Because of their she's doing it. always aware of the changes, even though technically she didn't travel in time. And her in the, the whatever timeline they're in, she the should magic. because crazy shit changed twenty years ago. She should yeah. either not exist or at least have done completely different things. And there's know, no reason she would know that it was happening. Yeah. Right. So who are you guys? <laughs> Stop talking to me, nerds. Why are you a 14-year-old hitting on me? Come on. <laughs> Go away. You're obviously gay. Accept <laughs> it. Like, no spell will undo it. But yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense, among other things. That's why when this book first came out, one of the many funny names I heard for it was Harry Potter in the Chamber of Plot Holes. <laughs> <laughs> the working title. Because the more you think, I mean, that's, again, that's the problem with all time travel things. The more you think about it, you're like, that doesn't hold up anymore. That's a wildly central plot point, though. I know. It's not like this this, this plot doesn't hold up under scrutiny. It's as if it doesn't hold up under its own plot. Like, this plot is a net. That's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in acid. <laughs> it's just deteriorating before your eyes. So they go back to the third day of the Triwizard Tournament, and they, like, find Cedric, and they're like, Cedric, help us, because they're, they're, like, trapped, and then he lets them out, and they're like, oh, Cedric, by the way, your father loves you, because they know at this point they have to actually let Cedric die in order just to get time back to the way it's supposed to be. They have to let Cedric die, and like, oh, we're really sorry, but but your father loves you. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. And meanwhile, because there's also the, there are scenes with Scorp- Albus and Scorpio, and then there are also scenes with Harry and Ron and Hermione. Who they are somehow, like, figuring it out in the present. Yeah. That they're like, something, I feel a disturbance in the force. That <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I had a weird dream. I spoke to a horse guy. Things are weird. <laughs> And they go to the magical old folks home to talk to Amos Diggory. And he's, and they're like, we saw our son with your niece. What's happening? And actually Ron is like, oh yeah, no, no, I know where Alice is. He's got that hot older lady. (laughs) (laughs) And then Amos Diggory is like, I saw, I saw them with your niece and now they're gone again. And he's like, what are you talking about? I don't have a niece. Yeah. I don't have any brothers or sisters, which, you know, you'd think someone, because the the whole wizarding world is literally only like seven families that someone would have realized. Well, it just so happens that Harry was disconnected from the wizarding world and Hermione also a narcissist. That's true. And Ron (laughs) is mentally impaired, so he can't even keep track of his own family members. Like half the book he thinks is like the dead Weasleys are still around. Like he doesn't even know. It's like, where's, 
Where's Fred? He, he just has he just has George jump back and forth real fast and pretend Fred's still there. <laughs> Was Fred the dead one? I can't even remember. I think so. 50-50. I don't know. And then there's another one died too, right? One of the older ones? Uh, Bill? No, I think just the one. Franklin? A bunch, of, a bunch of other people died, but I think it was just the one Weasley. Percy? <laughs> the Percy lives because the they're reconciled at the end of book seven. And that Percy had been a douche. The, the one holes. who sucks. And Bill marries <laughs> Fleur, right? Yeah. Gets that hot French puss. Well, she's also like part demon, though, so, you know. It's a Vila, which is just wizard for doing Kegels. Um, <laughs> that, that a male wizard can't get rid of it. Go, oh, no. That's, that's just unrelenting. <laughs> she's got a very serious hold on me, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, oh, whatever. Who the fuck dies? But. <laughs> Ron, Ron's an idiot, but somehow they know. They're like, something's weird. We need to go save our kids. They're traveling in time. It kind of turns into almost like a honey, I shrunk the kids plot. Like, yeah. It's like, we got to go save our kids from themselves and from fucking up a bunch of shit. Maybe it's more like honey, I blew up the kid. Maybe it's closer to that plot line. Honey, and, I sent the kid back in time. But the, but like they're just like, oh, got to save the kids again. But we won't until the very end. Until then, we're going to be in a bunch of plot scenes that are just like angst and like, I wish I was a better dad, but not really. And Ginny's like, I'm in the play too. And they're like, no one cares, Ginny. And Harry is like, here's a blanket. <laughs> and Albus, an and Albus is like, here's a Why blanket. Why it so stiff? It's my most... <laughs> <laughs> I use this blanket all the time. <laughs> Albus like, dad, gross. <laughs> it smells like bleach. <laughs> huh. These I are washed your siblings, it. Albus. <laughs> <laughs> if you put this in the right cauldron, you'll have a whole litter of brothers and sisters to play with. But that was a scene where Albus was just being a fucking angsty well, it's emo cunt. He didn't put it in the cauldron. <laughs> <laughs> the rear cauldron? I don't know what. It was. He didn't um, put it in the right cauldron. That's that's, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, but the, but he gives, but that was a whole, that was a really like fucked up scene, uh, where the, where Harry's trying to talk to Albus, who's now entering like, you know, 10th grade or something. Romance, like real loud on his wizard speakers. (laughs) Yeah. His wizard speakers. Dad, this is my dashboard confessional. And he gives him this shitty old blanket. And he's like, this is the only thing I have for my mother. And he's like, I don't care. I have no feelings for you. And he's like, son, I'm trying to have a moment with you. He's like, fuck you, dad. You're my real dad. <laughs> it's like the opposite of like the teeth. <laughs> and he goes, he you said, are my you real dad. My dad. Yeah. And, and that's what, it, and then they have like, now this is like my biggest fear as a parent. And it's unfortunately, I've never been in a situation like this yet. Cause my kid is a toddler, but I know that I've had arguments with my parents where I was a prick and I was like 14 and I said mean, shitty things because they were probably being reasonable. <laughs> but I can't be sure because uh, my parents aren't always. And I said something mean like that. And they m- many times met me at that level. And they were like, <laughs> good, you piece of shit. Like, it's like, oh, I just don't want to. I just don't ever want to do that to my kid. So reading this scene was so painful when the dad when harry the dad go the son says sometimes i wish you weren't my dad and he said well sometimes i wish you weren't my son which is like such a gimme response to that but well, harry's a, not very clever 
But no. is it way worse? <laughs> it is a really bad... Because the parent is always supposed to know more than the kid and always supposed to be better than and the kid. And it also confirmed the kid's fears from the entire play, which is like, I think he doesn't like that I'm his son. <laughs> so I think the whole book, and actually by extension the whole series, is about the... I think it's all an, an elaborate Daddy allegory issues. about how important it is to have good fathers in your life. <laughs> because Voldemort had no dad. Harry has no dad. Albus, Albus was hates his dad. dad and thinks his dad's shitty and his dad thinks he's shitty. And all and, and Cedric Cedric's dad doesn't have a son. Like there's all <laughs> these like father son issues. Uh, and it's all about like how important it is to have a good dad in your life. I'm going to that's that's I'm going to say that's the point. I don't believe it, but I'll, I'm gonna, I want to try. <laughs> I don't believe it, but... The point was, can we make a shit ton of money on this? And the answer was yes, clearly. Oh, yeah. But if I were writing a paper for school, I would try to craft a thing about how it's really an elaborate commentary on the state of fatherlessness in the 21st century in urban centers or something stupid it like that. more generally about just having a support system. So speaking of, make sure. a shit, speaking of making a shit ton of money... Oh, don't make me feel bad about my decisions uh, in life The right play also set the record for the highest all-time weekly ticket sales of any play, grossing over $2.5 million for the week ending December 30th, 2018. You more than Hamilton? Fuck Hamilton. In, I, so because it's two plays that oh, people would see two okay. of them at That's the same cheating. time on the <laughs> same day, or maybe on the same week or one night and then the next night, that, yeah, exactly. It's fucking cheating. 2.5 million in one week at a literally physical theater. Genius. Well, because it, it's fucking Harry Potter. They were able yep. to charge mm-hmm. a shit, uh, hundreds and hundreds of dollars a ticket. I'm sure it's huge theaters. For two. For two different things. Though... It probably did have very high production costs because <laughs> it's oh, a lot of special it's effects. Astronomical. It's like that Spider-Man play that like people almost died making. <laughs> like, yeah, remember turn that? Off like the dark. Turn off the dark. It's like what it was Spider-Man from fucking the Ukraine? Who talks like that? Well, it's written by the fucking. Turn YouTube. off the dark, please. <laughs> it was written <laughs> by Bono and the Edge or some shit, wasn't it? They did the music, yeah. Uh, but that when that play, it was just beleaguered with. Uh, all sorts of dangerous stuff, like people fucking getting injured, and yeah, all and the all the wire work went wrong, all over running over they, expenses they for Spider Man. Yeah, and I have to imagine sitting in the audience for that, you would just be worried the whole time for the actor. For the well, I think people went to see that for the same reason you go to watch like NASCAR. <laughs> I fucking hope I'm there when the guy dies, because <laughs> from what I heard, a friend of mine saw it and he said the music was the worst part of it. <laughs> It's like it's just shitty U two songs. Like about Spider Man. About Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but when that play was coming out, they would have had to do like record breaking ticket sales for like five years to break even on the cost of the production for it, because of how much money had been spent in the development process and how expensive it was to operate the play every night. And it closed well before that, having just lost. It a shut down within money. like a month, so they had to they had to like redo a bunch of it. To they make kept it yeah, they cheaper. Had to, they had to do that a few times, yeah, yeah, cheaper and safer. Well, the most expensive thing was finding a new radioactive spider bitten young man. Yeah, it's hard to find. <laughs> Major shortage. But this, but again, reading this play, so much of it, you could just see like they wrote this scene because they had some idea of a cool 
special effect they could use. Like this play was a vehicle for special effects. That's really I mean, what a it lot was. of it seems to be. Just like someone came in from the back and walked <laughs> through the crowd. <laughs> it wasn't Scorpius. Or just it dramatically shifted focus from one side of the stage to the other side of the stage where other actors were about to start a different thing. Oh, so no one's heard of lighting yet. Or like a thing glides across the stage. Like those are some of the stage directions. Like he points his wand at a thing and it oh, goes upstage. These are my favorite, uh, um, favorite stage directions. I forget why. But when they're all trying to like take credit to like make sure that no one takes the blame for something. Draco walks up to the stage and stands beside Ginny. This is almost a Spartacus moment. There are gasps. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't have to. That's not how stage directions work. No, if, I, if you ever read like a modern play, the stage directions are usually really, really sparse. Usually yeah, just like this. This this person <laughs> put all the stage directions like they were like trying to make dramatic lines that they thought were really cool but like that's not how that's not how plays are because they knew that a whole lot of young kids would buy this fucking book to oh, read yeah. it so they're not gonna know what a spartacus moment is not necessarily <laughs> but it's that sounds better than they all line up and they admit to the same thing in an effort Greekly. To, uh it's a, it's a roman thing same thing <laughs> same thing Sp- later wasn't spartacus well spartacus was, wasn't he a thracian they're kind of greeks but it was the Roman Empire, yes. So anyway, so then there's like that blanket thing. Albus has a moment of not being an idiot, and he realizes like, oh, he had spilt a love potion on the stiff <laughs> jizz blanket. <laughs> we, 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 we missed the part where... Uh, so he wrote Delph- a message on it Delphi back in time. is actually the daughter of Voldemort. Well, we don't she, know that yet. She was a, tricking everybody the whole time in that... Oh yeah, we were they getting, gave we were her the time turner just to be like, "Can you destroy this?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, definitely." And then she takes it and like, "Oh yeah," and that's the other daddy issues theory. She's the whole culprit of the plot is because she wants to meet her dad. She wants to bring her dad back, or she just wants to meet him even later on when she knows she can't do that. She's like, "I just want to see him, just so he could say he loves me." And he's yeah, definitely that's not. Go the, well. He's not the kind of guy to do that. Well, every other character in this play is nothing like the character in the book, so it's possible. Oh, it's true. And luckily, Draco Malfoy happens to have a better <laughs> yeah. time turner. How a rich convenient. guy privilege. O- old, old money. <laughs> a gilded time turner. <laughs> it turns out even with wizards, it's still good to be really rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was clear. I mean, you saw the Weasleys. Yeah, that was in the thing. Yeah. Well, they were still also Irish, so. But they, they lived in a hovel in a town called the donkey (laughs) and everyone on like the malfoys lived in a manor so yeah then there's like they go back in time and she strands them somehow delphi strands them by leaving them there because apparently you could like you could time turn together if you like hold hands or touch tips but if you don't want to do it you could just leave people places and she strands them back in the 80s, and they're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so he, they, they, they figure out to write the message on the love blanket to say, it's dad, help, it's, I'm stuck in the 80s. It's Halloween 1981. Everyone's dressed up as Rick James. It's fucking weird. I don't even know what a super freak is. <laughs> and and, and Harry is like, that's where they are. Meanwhile, this doesn't make sense at all because obviously Harry would have looked at the blanket, 
before that night. In but se- it's only in- when the jizz gets thrown on it. <laughs> With different jizz. Yeah. The, the magic, the love jizz, the love potion jizz. Anyway, so Harry realizes that he, he now, that he knows where Elvis and Scorpio are. They're at Godric's Hollow in uh, Halloween 1981. They're wearing a lot of black eyeliner. <laughs> and and they're like, we need to go there because he has his second better time turner brings Ron and Hermione and like, let's go back there. And then they go back and they're like, quick, whip up a polyjuice potion so that Harry can pretend to be Voldemort so sh- so he can trick fucking what's her well, name? Well, Delphi. They don't, poly, they don't polyjuice them. They use some other spell, but Uh-oh. they do the trans. They use transfigurations. That class that Harry failed every year. He's he's figured it. He he like okay. aud- Hermione was there. So. He audited it and took <laughs> <laughs> like an adult learning course. He's he's finally caught up. Okay, so it wasn't Polyjuice anyway. Fractions. And then talks to Delphi Delphi <laughs> and she says like, "Oh, father, so nice to meet you." But it's actually Harry. And then he tricks her and then captures her. I know her. you. But then because it's the night that. Voldemort oh, yeah. kills his parents. Harry, Ron, and Hermione all have to watch because they don't want to change time at this point because that's like the moral of the play. Uh, they have to watch as Voldemort kills uh, James and Lily Potter and, you know, watch Hagrid show up and be like, I'm so sorry. Oh, wait, is there a baby crying? And so they, anyway, that was, uh, that was pretty dark. But they didn't need to stay. They could have just left. They could have left. But they wanted to stay anyway. Let's just see how it is. It should be entertaining. Yeah. Harry's just finally stopped being a bitch about this. Let's watch (laughs) it again. But the whole play was written to be nostalgia. So, of course, they just showed that part. But because they defeated... Delphi, and then therefore Voldemort, and then they could go back to their regular time, and then everything is happy again, and uh, Harry and Albus are like, okay, we're okay with each other. And then the end. Yeah, they send that other, uh, the, the, the daughter, who is the love child of Voldemort and Bellatrix Lestrange. She gets sent to Azkaban. Yeah, like no one noticed she was nine months pregnant for most of the time she was around. And also, there's just... So, here's just, it's, I mean, as you said earlier, Jimmy, like, none of the characters act like they do in the book. That is so out of character for Voldemort. Like, his whole thing was about... was extreme vanity and, and pride, and he wanted to live forever. He was never going to make the leap to, well, I guess I could theoretically live forever by passing on my genetic material. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what he would... He would have just been like, I'll make another Horcrux. Like, he... Yeah. That's ridiculous. That makes no he was sense. He also a snake. He might not even have a dick. He, he, had he might an have egg had two. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Snakes have two dicks? Yeah. Oh, really? Twink. Oh, that's fine. Not even kidding. I don't they like do. that. My anaconda don't want none. <laughs> that's but horrifying. It was, yeah. It, it was... It's an odd... Uh, completely senseless choice of plot based on uh, nothing but fan wishes, which yeah. are the worst kind of sandwiches. <laughs> it, it is it is just uh, elaborate fan fiction. It just takes a lot of random things. It's like a big curtain call. Same quality, too. 
I think there's better. I'm, I'm sure there's better fan fiction. It's the same quality as the 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 bulk of fan fiction. Oh yeah, not a lot. Of, not as many penises though. Some fan fiction is pretty. There was heavy. a lot of penises in this. Speaking of which, oh my god, I had to look that up. Any penis? Isn't that what's in a Dodge Charger? Oh my god, <laughs> I don't like that. Oh, they're scissoring. Why are they doing? Inverted. This is. I don't ever want to have seen this. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of... Oh, it was also hemiclitoris. And yet, no one can find either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, it just looks like a little burr sticking out of a snake. Like, if I saw that, I'd be like, oh, he's, he got something stuck on him. It's like, a, like when you... <laughs> you, you, like a little, gonna, if you try and get it off, you're going to inadvertently jack off a snake. Like when you see a dog cock, you know, like he's like, what's this little like red thing there? And then you go, oh, no, it's a cocktail wiener. Uh, that's upsetting, Nate. Uh, thanks you're for sharing. Oh, my God. I'm looking at a thing that this is clearly three. <laughs> I don't want to live in a world with that much power. What is that? That looks like three cocks. That's three lizard penises. Why didn't I turn off screen sharing? <laughs> <laughs> That that's like that's a scrotum, like a pair of balls sticking out of that snake, like a ball dicks. Yeah, but then hold on. I, I don't want to. I don't want to look at this one. Logistics of all that. That's predator's mouth, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I had a question for you. Um, who's the cursed child? Well, it's Albus because he, you know, his father hates him and he hates his father and he can't do anything right. And then he goes back in time and brings back Wizard Hitler. So clearly he's the cursed one. But his dad. But at that point, him. Scorpius is the one that brought back Wizard Hitler. Mm. Albus no longer exists. Well, then he's really cursed. Then <laughs> he's cursed into non-existence. It's a pure exactly. oblivion. I, could I also, wasn't sure. It could also be Delphi because she's the child of Wizard Hitler. But she's it not could really also be a... Ron because he's Ron. Ron is. <laughs> but Delphi's barely in it. She's really not a. She's a character and you know, part of engine of the plot, but she's well, not really. You know, there was only a few scenes with the Lord of the Flies. I'm not sure what you're referring to. <laughs> the Lord of the Flies in the book. He's barely in it. It's about the kids. Just okay. because it's in the titles, I mean, it's in the whole thing. You mean it was imaginary the whole time? You no, know I'm saying like it's not in the actual book for a lot of it. Then that's a fucking. But, like, you know what? The other Harry Potter books have titles that don't always apply to the whole book either. Like, actually, they all kind of do. Yeah, uh, but they're, pretty, they're pretty straightforward. Well, the Half-Blood Prince kind of comes and goes in the plot. Yeah. And the Order of the Phoenix kind of comes and goes. Like, you know, sometimes that kind of gets put on the side. But it's very specific what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Maybe it should be, like, the Cursed Children, but they ran out of letters. It wouldn't fit on the signs. It wouldn't also fit part one and two. It wouldn't uh, fit on the marquee. Yeah. They're like, it's too long. Um, so the play is done. Dumb? Yeah, none it is it, dumb. Oh, done and dumb. But uh, none of the characters made any sense. I don't know. I don't know. I think the only people who actually like it are people willing to overlook that it's bad because they're excited for a new Harry Potter thing. I could see that the theatrical production could be distracting enough and all <laughs> of the smoke and mirrors. Yeah, absolutely. The special effects might be cool. And I'm sure it's really well done to have really clever transitions in these scenes that are like each scene is a second long 
And yeah, Jesus, they just keep shifting the scenery, and there's magic crap. Happening. Really I'm sure it looks scenes good. Is more like a movie than a play. Well, it has a montage in it. That's not a play. At the thing. beginning, yeah, they occasionally have montages in plays. It's not often. It's usually not how you start them. No. Maybe Chekhov does that sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. It's Chekhov's it definitely montage. Is, <laughs> you got to use it. If there is a montage in the first act, the play is shitty. <laughs> uh, I, I agree, Nate. It does. It did the feel play is very by the scene four. It felt much more movie like than play like. Reading it like a student film like. Yeah, student who'd been kicked in the head by a mule. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking trash. This dude. is something that someone would film on YouTube and put post it on uh, whatever the fuck the, the Potterverse forums or some shit. I don't know. Even though it's definitely meant to just be a cash in on nostalgia for Harry Potter, I actually thought it was it was fine. I actually didn't hate it. It's the time you can't even travel parts. What the fuck book the Goblet of Fire was man. You're the, not invested. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that might be true, but. It was like, uh, I was entertained. I was. I was, I was entertained because I knew the characters already. That's one thing that this play didn't have to do, right? It didn't have to establish any characters or develop them. The new characters are just carbon copies or clever inverses of their parents who you already know. So the hardest part of the play in many ways of making you care about the characters is already done. You know, and yet I still didn't. I, I, I'm not saying I cared about these characters, but like I was willing to keep reading because I cared about the other characters in the play. Because I have spent 20 years of my life reading the Harry Potter books, so that part made it. They had like a, a huge advantage. Like if this is a play that was not based on Harry Potter and it was just crazy Cletus and Frank go back in time and like everything was not, if you just substitute different characters names, no one would watch this. No one would read this. It's terrible. It's only because it's Harry Potter that anybody cares about it. And as much as I wanted just as much as anybody else for another Harry Potter book after the seven one was done, when this came out, I was like, you know what? It really would have been better if this didn't exist. <laughs> I really wanted more. I wanted there to be more things. But I also realized that that wouldn't have worked, right? Like if, if J.K. Rowling wrote a bunch of sequels where it's like Harry Potter and the clerical work at his job, <laughs> that book, you know, as he's a grown-up. Harry Potter Harry, and the TPS reports. Harry <laughs> Potter and the pregnancy scare, like, like whatever his adult adventures are, probably wouldn't have been fun. But this I mean, ties still, into all the old books. It's a world of magic and shit. You could make a fun thing with adult wizards. You could, but it would not have the same gravity because the whole first, the whole series was about saving the world, essentially. Yeah. And then if the sequels are like Harry Potter and the long staff meetings every other Monday where he has to take <laughs> the meet- the minutes, like well, that I wouldn't mean, be a very good series. The whole series. series was him in school and almost none of it was about the classes he took. Right, but it was all geared towards defeating Wizard Hitler. Well, it's magic. They could always bring Wizard Hitler back, and they did. And that's what they did. If, but it's, they could always bring him back through other magic, like he had a soul portal. What I'm trying to say is if they made sequels that didn't have Voldemort, those would have been terrible. 
they have made sequels? If they had made sequels oh. that didn't have Voldemort. If there was like Harry Potter and the Spooky Goblin from Romania, and there's an <laughs> adventure where Harry Potter does some bullshit and Hermione saves his ass as usual, it might be it might be fine, but it just would be you would just lack the weight of the other books because you know it was not about the same crisis in the world, you know, of the of the magic world. It was just about Harry Potter's next middling adventure. So this had to have Voldemort. It had to and and how could you have Voldemort if he's dead? Time travel is the only way to do it. So it makes sense, but it's just fucking dumb as shit and terrible and it shouldn't have happened. Yeah. I, I really I understand why this is the way they chose to cash grab, but I hate it. I hate it so much. It's just I it's you ever remember that South Park where they keep seeing like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg like raping their old movies. Oh yeah, and like George Lucas is and they like George Lucas is like raping a stormtrooper while Steven Spielberg films it on top of it was, like when they kept that pinball machine. Yeah, when they kept re-editing their old movies to make them like what they envisioned, you know, like editing this out and this into it. I kind of felt like this. Like I wish this just just leave it. The Harry Potter books are really good. There are some issues in them. There's some things that don't that are, don't make a lot of sense or whatever. But why add this shitty cherry on top? Money. Why? Yeah, but she's she's got fuck you money. She has. But, but other people don't. Yeah, and uh, they want it. Frank Tiffany or whatever the fuck the other person. I don't care about him. <laughs> then why did she incorporate those people? You know, because she she doesn't need to do it anymore. <laughs> Right, she'll just write the Ichabod. I, I think she didn't actually write any of it. No, not only did she not write any of the words in the that were actually written down in the play, but I I feel like she was just kind of like friends with them, where they were like, "Hey, we've got this idea, we've got this whole thing," and then she was like, "Oh, okay, that's fine. Go ahead and do that." I I, I almost think she had a very small role in actually making this into a thing. And didn't write yeah. any of it all. And yeah, then let like the other people do by, it. Which means she came, she came up with part of the concept, maybe. Wh- which or could have been credit. like, I fucking own Harry Potter because I'm J.K. Rowling. Yeah. So you're going to say story by J.K. Rowling because you're going to sell more copies that way by saying story by J.K. Rowling. Yeah, that makes it official. You'll and then she may not have done really anything or almost anything. I believe it. Or she was, how about a, how about a time travel thing with Voldemort? And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. And then they went with Therefore, it. Therefore, a story by J.K. Rowling. I don't disagree with that. I feel like she would have done a better job. I feel like, but I, Absolutely. Just I just don't understand why she would have allowed this. I don't get that. But maybe it's to help out these other people and give them a, an incredible leg up in the world. By being attached to, to what would certainly be an extremely successful play. I just wish it didn't happen. That's all. Well, you know, if she ever does decide to actually do one on her own, she can d- just make sure this one didn't happen because of all the time turning. But once you do that, then... Like, like chapter two, she's just like, oh, we found a time turner. Like, nope, and they took it away. And then just... <laughs> <laughs> I really regret having read this twice now. <laughs> <laughs> I regret having read it once. I'm glad I never paid money to see the play. Oh, I, you know what? I bet the play is at least fun because it's cool theater shit happening. <sighs> it's not going to be cool enough for like six hours of play. No, nothing is cool enough for six hours of play. <laughs> there is no amount of play that's that cool. What do you think, Nate? Who should read it? Oh, 
That's okay. <laughs> you don't, even if you loved Harry Potter, you don't have to read it, but you probably already did. Um, <laughs> Good point. And if yeah. you didn't love Harry Potter, then there's definitely no reason to read it. I mean, if you're a like medium fan, you're not a super fan, but you don't hate it either. I don't know, which is what I wish I would classify myself as. Like, you know, I enjoyed it, Harry Potter, a lot, but I didn't, you know, grow up reading it obsessively four times a year. It was entertaining. It was fine. I read them all twice, once on my own and once with you guys, or most of them with you guys, uh, because I missed the first one or two. So I'm a medium, above average fan. I, I enjoyed them. I'm not, like, super into it. And I hated this, like... My threshold is not that high, but even I could tell, like, the people that wrote this don't know anything about the characters or about plays. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ron wrote this. <laughs> it's not in Cran. Sweet <laughs> <laughs> <written> and drool. <laughs> Marty said what I had to say, but I'm clearly the biggest fan here, and the biggest fans of Harry Potter are the ones that were the most outraged and accused, and, you know, Libeled this, uh, labeled this rather as a uh, as the fan fiction that it is, and I think that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, I've read I have read not much fan fiction in my day. Almost all fan fiction that I have read is trash. There is that one incredibly good Harry Potter fan fiction that I almost gave you guys for punishment book. Maybe I'll do that for next year. I once wrote a fan fiction of Seinfeld where they get sent to Oz, like not the Wizard prison? of Oz, but the prison. Yeah, okay. And uh, it's it's an episode of Oz starring the characters of Seinfeld. That was wow. genius. That was that's, genius fan fiction. That's an intense idea. <laughs> but the this this was just this was just total garbage. Just a bad idea. A bad idea that a lot of people liked. <sighs> that Where a lot of people seen paid hundreds of dollars to go see. Yeah, because they this, they knew this was it. It's a desperation thing. It's like yes, we're also excited. Chinese democracy is finally here. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't matter that it's not good. You know what? Chinese democracy was a better Guns N' Roses album than this was a Harry <laughs> Potter novel. <laughs> I'll say they that have, for sure. They had to wait a lot longer for that, too. You had to wait longer. You had to deal with a lot of bu- Buckethead. <laughs> uh, Chinese democracy is a better album than this was a book. <laughs> I'll, I will, you could quote me on that. This, this was trash. It's a bold stance. <laughs> I don't think it is. It's, no, it's not a bold dance at all. This is stupid. This is bad. But tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And again, if you listen this long, why not uh, head over to patreon.com slash drunkguysbookclub. See if you want to support the podcast with, uh, you know, your extra sickles or whatever the fuck their money was. Uh, sickles or, and galleons. Yeah, galleons. Galleons for days. Uh, and if that's not your thing, that's okay, too. You could also help us out by just leaving a review wherever you're listening. Just run up to five stars. Once for, one for every uh, time they travel back in time in this book. Play. Excuse me. Play. Book play. Uh, and you can also Plop. be our friend on Goodreads, where we read things that are good. Not this shit, hopefully. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thank you.